So, Paula, what's what's up? What's been new? Anything? No, not really. Just kind of hanging, traveling, going to uh, very crowded places, um, being like just outside around elderly people, coughing on each other, licking stuff. I was going to say you're um, you really went viral this week with your lick whatever challenge. My, yeah, the famous, the famous lick it. (laughs) (laughs) Extra points for licking the elderly. Oh God, that's so gross. In a sexual way where they like it too. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Got that, got that. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a population that we don't think about sexually too often, but they, they, you know, it's important that they. (laughs) Perv. I will not be cutting this. Um, Perv. Listeners, as you may have noticed from the sound quality and the general um, just, I want to say je ne sais quoi in both of our voices. uh, Josh chose to break our mics again. Yeah, exactly. And by break mics, I mean I'm in my apartment, Paula's in her apartment, and we're doing this from, uh, from our own homes rather than in the podcast studio. Because guess what? Pandemic. (laughs) Pandemic. Which we're not going to dwell on too much in this episode, hopefully, because it's probably all through all of your news feeds already. Um, But you know what? We're here. Has to be like at least one person that does not know what's happening. Probably not. You know how I know that? Maybe not. No, definitely not in our listenership. There's nobody listening to being earnest, being like, "What?" (laughs) But whenever they do political polls, there's always like. They'll always be like, how do you think the president is doing? And then there's always, like, 1% that's, like, not familiar. Yeah, right. (laughs) And, like, you know that guy. And you know it's a guy. You know that guy does not know this is happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Always gets picked for polls. Yeah, he actually is actively signing up for them and takes pride in the fact that he knows nothing. (laughs) I'm off the grid. But I do want my voice to be heard. I don't know that he's from the South and or old, but that's what my mind went to. No, that's just what your voice develops. You know what I read a really good long form article about? And listeners, I would tell you I would post it, but I won't remember. Got to Google it yourself. In Russia, in Siberia, there was this family that was some like a very, very, very old school religion and they didn't want to be persecuted. So they fled into like the depths, depths, depths of Siberia and nobody bothered them for like 35 years and then these geologists went there and they saw them and they basically like reestablished human contact with them isn't that crazy that is crazy yeah and then uh then pretty much the geologists got them all sick and they all died but one and she stayed out there she didn't come back so she's still out there (laughs) and she's on youtube and she's on youtube smash that like button (laughs) it's a very interesting story (laughs) <laughs> wish I could give you any more information. <laughs> Maybe Atlantic? It seems like something the Atlantic would have. Hello, everyone. I am Siberia Gal 49. <laughs> Make sure to like and subscribe. But it's really crazy, like, what they were able to develop and what they were not. Yeah. That sounds riveting. Pretty cool. <laughs> isn't that article I read pretty cool? <laughs> that article that I read that I half remember, isn't that pretty cool? <laughs> 
Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk about the sincere and earnest topics of the day. I think we need sincerity more than ever. Paula, what's our topic this week? Our topic this week is like one of the most earnest topics of all time. Arts and crafts. Arts and crafts. Arts Uh, and crafts. Which is something that you are doing while we're on this video call right now as we're recording. Compulsively making shit out of clay. Compulsively. Mm Mm-hmm. Mostly tiny food. Okay. What is what are you making right now? Well, right now I'm making a second shrimp. So I made a little tiny shrimp and now I'm making a second little tiny shrimp. But earlier today, my masterpiece, I made a tiny little pie. That's gorgeous, Paula. I know. I did a really good job in a tiny little bottle cap. <laughs> yes, you've taken a Great Lakes Brewing Company Doesn't bottle that cap so as good? the pie tin. And on top of it is a tiny little pie. Look Doesn't at that. So like, good? What's the word? For what you did on the top of the pie there, there's a word Lattice. for that. Lattice. That's what it yes, is. Yes, and each berry inside is individual. <laughs> I'm having a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just getting your 10,000 hours in. You're becoming an expert. Josh, are you a craft guy? I, I, I'm really not. I mean, I'm a craft guy in that I like kind of local bespoke things, but I am bad at crafting. I cannot craft. Do you think there is any truth in saying people are either an arts person or a crafts person? I'm not willing to die on this hill. I just thought of it now. But So I would argue that they're not mutually exclusive. So it's not arts or crafts. It's arts and crafts. So I think crafts are a type of art, whereas art is not a type of craft. Can we define the difference between arts and like art and then arts and crafts. So I would argue that there is arts and crafts and arts and crafts because craft is the like, this is not the fun answer, but craft is the actual like physical, uh, like study of the art and the art is the emotional side of it. I feel like you're wrong. It's like how well, in a <laughs> Arts museum. Arts and crafts is like glue gun, glitter, do it yourself, freaking DIY that shit, have fun, be you. And then art is like art. Sure, 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 sure. No, I agree with that. I just think that craft is also a word that applies to art as a whole. <laughs> I think you're thinking of a different verb. Craft is not. Craft is a completely different thing on its own. Sure. You know what I mean? I, I think arts and crafts requires a certain percentage of sparkles or glitter that art doesn't necessarily. I think that arts and crafts, people kind of look down on them because I think people tend to look down on things that like a lot of people enjoy. Sure. And also arts and crafts, I think, is inherently feminist because a lot of the things that we consider arts and crafts were like women's work back in the day, like embroidery and quilting and making tiny pies and bottle caps. Sure. Yes. I feel like that's all I ever saw at uh, Plymouth Plantation when I would go there. Just tiny little pies. I would give I would give anything to have lived next to a historical reenactment town. I love those. Mm hmm. 
just go up there and just be like, why don't you understand the internet? <laughs> What's so hard to freaking get? Yeah, I think my experience with arts and crafts has mostly been at camp, I guess. So it's it's almost like there's a uh, a template for the whole thing, which is like, we are making friendship bracelets. We are making birdhouses. We are making uh, Oh, bookends. my foot's asleep. Ah, oh, my foot's asleep. How do you make bookends? Like out of bricks? No, like out of wood. Oh. You basically take one piece of wood, you put wood glue on the end of that one piece of wood, and you slam another piece of wood onto it until and it boom, dries. You got an heirloom. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> it is funny, though, that like when you did that and you came home with this just, let's just call it what it is, trash... You had, like, two pieces of plywood that you'd glued together, and then it, like, has a Sharpie on it that says rad, and there's, like, three googly eyes on it. Five minutes. Yeah. There's 15 googly eyes. There's, like, a bunch of sequins. Immediately, you you walk in and hand it to your parents, like, this is the frickin' Mona Lisa, baby. (laughs) Look, I made something. I contribute to this freaking house. (laughs) You know, I I will say uh, two things. So first off, like there's camp is so weird because there's there are camp crafts. Well, I I never got into this, but I would imagine. Did you do? I never did sleepaway camp. Did you do sleepaway camp? No, I did. uh, I did theater camp and I did uh, local and state government camp. I did theater Both camp. Both of those, hold up. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, yeah, there was always like a, maybe we just think that there is this ideal of camp. I guess when I was maybe six or seven, I did like traditional camp, but it wasn't sleepaway. And that was very like, you make friendship bracelets. In uh, theater camp, what you did was you didn't make friendship bracelets. You just sang whatever popular show tune was on Broadway at that time over and over and over and over again, and then found excuses to try to be in the same place so you could kiss each other. <laughs> so that was our friendship bracelet. But, like, that's an experience that, like, I I know that I have friends who still get together with their camp friends, and they have, like, friendship bracelets from back then. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Well, you know, in, in local and state government camp, we had a song... Okay. And are we going to sing it? Yeah. Because we are the future builders, builders in a band. And we come from girls' state, the best state in the land, Minnesota. We are up and coming, progressive, proud, and strong. And to our own girls' state, we proudly sing this song. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. I just wanted to prove to you I knew it. Did you want to go to sleepaway camp? Not really. I don't know. I like even now I like my own bed. I think there was a part of me that was like, you'll be bullied there. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I just like being able to sleep in my own bed. My parents are great cooks. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I didn't. The the thing is like. Ah, seems like a place where bullies would live (laughs) yeah there was also like there's a big part of um like as listeners know i'm jewish um going to jewish sleepaway camp is a big like thing it's a thing very much so um 
in the Jewish community in America. And, like, I don't know. I just never had the, like, need for it or desire for it. I don't know. I, I don't like not being able to leave somewhere if I don't want – if I want to. Does that even make sense? And I've always kind of – Yeah, even as a little kid. Mm. Even as a little kid, I wanted to know that I had, like, an option to leave. <laughs> you like to see your way out. You're like Al Capone style. You like to have your face to the door so you can see who's coming and who's going. Yeah, like, tiny five-year-old Josh was like, I need to check out all the exits before I do this craft. <laughs> so a front and a back? Yeah. <laughs> um, getting back to crafts, you know uh, you know the thing they don't talk about crafts a lot? Like Is that you glue crafts? your fingers together and it gets very sticky? Well, that's true. And that's that's actually a good skincare technique. But um, I was going to say. What? Kind of the, yeah, you rip off your, like, outside, your, like, gross skin. What? I don't know. That's what we always told ourselves. Um, <laughs> the thing I was going to say is actually that little kids arts and crafts is just making garbage. It's just making garbage for your parents to feel guilty for ever getting rid of. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, like it's just it makes a it. pile of garbage and then parents have to be like, well, I guess I'm going to keep this for the rest of my life. <laughs> What's the worst thing that you made for your parents? What is the worst thing I ever made? I mean, I went to a lot of like those ceramics, like those paint your own ceramics, um, like parks department classes that they would have for kids. Okay. You know, like they would have like a ceramic bunny and then like you would paint it and it, it they were just always horrible. They were always horrible, but we had them forever. They were just painted like what's every color mixed together, like a puke green. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or just like every color together is brown. Yeah. Bad brown. Yeah. Like not, not like a good looking bunny. So probably that, but I can't think of anything that was like truly trash. Did you have anything that was truly trash? I'm trying to think. I know I made a couple, um, relatively unusable birdhouses throughout the years. Yeah. Um, that I definitely, there is a framed painting of mine um from you made it to the frame i know it's in uh my parents home Mm -hmm. right outside where all the bedrooms are and it's from me being in second or maybe third grade when we did the africa unit and i had to paint i painted a lion roaring and it's overall like a pretty good for like that age it's pretty good um the ears are not filled in at all I finished it and did not fill in the ears in in the slightest. Like, there's just outlines, and then you can see the construction paper behind was it. That a, I paint- was this a paint-by-numbers kind of thing? No, this was freehand painting. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because I will not allow that to be counted, and I will make you go paint your parents a new one. <laughs> do you think you would do better or worse if you had to do all the same crafts now that you had to do in elementary school i i really think i do just about the same that's what i was thinking too because i think i would they would look the same and also i think something happens in me when i'm making stuff that i just give up and i'm like i'm just gonna make this into a bit (laughs) sure (laughs) and i think that happened then and i think that would also happen now i think i would think that i'm so much more uh like dexterous and artistic and better at things but if you really just like 
blindly gave it to someone else and you were like, which one did Josh make when he was seven and which one did he make when he was 28? They'd be like, I can't, I can't tell the difference in the slightest. (laughs) They would be like, I don't know. Are these not made on the same day by the same person? Yeah, they both have race cars and they both, I think those are race cars. Are those race cars? Are they hippos? Are they elephants? (laughs) What are some like, um, what are like essentials of like kids arts and crafts? Pipe cleaners? Yeah. Oh my God. Pipe cleaners. I really thought pipe cleaners cleaners were going to be a larger part of my life. They're not. They're not. Um, Different types of glue. Elmer's being the main one. Also glue sticks and like if you really want to get fancy wood glue. Mm-hmm. And glitter glue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glitter was definitely not at the top of my list, but that was just the patriarchy. Um, but did a lot of that. It, there was also like Sharpies. Sharpies oh, and like, like smelly Sharpies. markers. I feel like I didn't. Oh, smelly markers for sure. So I work in a software design consultancy. And what we do is basically when we're doing like ideation sessions and things like that and like selling brainstorming stuff. And like granted what we're doing actually does help companies and I think is really useful. But we're basically just doing arts and crafts just instead of pipe cleaners. It's like, oh, we've got these sticky notes. And guess what? There's a couple different sizes of sticky note. Some of them are square. Some of them are rectangular. This is a big boy. You want markers? I've got markers. Here's a pen that makes you feel like you can draw because it's got a felt tip. Whoa! We're going to fold this paper uh, hamburger style, and then we're going to fold it hot dog style. And look at that! You've got eight panels. And what are those eight panels? They're viewports for different types of screens. Whoa! You just convinced me to buy that product! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's really just adult arts and crafts in that way, right? That's all I need. I literally, I'm taking a design course right now. I'm taking a design thinking course from a very, like, a, a, a company that runs their own courses and is a, like, a very established company in San Francisco. And literally for this thing, we had a challenge where I had to make a hat. And here's why I know that I would not do any better now than when I was a kid is because we had to make a tinfoil hat. And the whole thing was that, like, you needed to make a hat that served a purpose or a certain use case. You had to make a tinfoil hat? Yeah, you literally had All to right, make a hat out of tinfoil. All right, conspiracy Yeah, I know, right? I know. I know. Um, and so I was like, oh, this is going to be great. The thing that I always need is a pen. Like, I never know where my pens are. So I'm going to make a hat that has a pen holder in it. And then I was like, ooh, I'm going to make it like a Robin Hood hat. And then instead of the, um, the feather, it would be like a pen holder in there. And I was like, that's elaborate, dude. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to fucking crush this. This is going to be great. What I ended up creating was too small, too lopsided, did not make any sense from like a structural. It just looked like a lump that had a, like a little pen shoved into it and like this is a solved problem you just take a you just take a beanie and you stick a pen in the beanie or in a baseball hat like this is not an actual problem to solve and the thing i kept going back to my desk which is my dining room table now um and like i'd be like oh shoot some of the takeout or like delivery i had a couple days ago i didn't throw it out i'm like no that's not delivery trash that's the hat i made (laughs) yeah You're throwing it? Oh, yeah. I threw it out. 
I threw it out. It's not. Gosh, it's I garbage. Have hung that up. <laughs> I had that well, was too small. If it's a garbage craft, you should go give it to your parents. <laughs> this is true. I could just mail it to them. <laughs> you know what sucks? Famously. What? Art museums. But do you know what wouldn't suck? I hate this stance. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what wouldn't suck? What wouldn't suck? If all the art in art museums was made of macaroni, like macaroni painting. Picture, <laughs> picture the Mona Lisa, but little pieces of rigatoni. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, at a certain point, this becomes an Instagram museum. You know what oh, I mean? I hate those. Those like experiential places. Yeah, 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 the experiential places where it's like, uh, here, like, take a picture of yourself in the same yellow tub and put it on your Hinge profile. Is that what those are, why those are created? It's just for, like, dating profiles? I think they're literally for, like, Instagram and for dating profiles. I mean, I figured Instagram, but dating profiles also make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever been to one of those, like, weird museums? I have in Tokyo. Ooh, in Tokyo. What, what kind was it? It was uh, Team Lab Borderless, which is out in the bay, and it's, like, you go in, and it's just, like, installations where, like, you go in, and it's a fully mirrored room, and there's lots of uh, dangling lanterns, or, like, here's a bunch of, like, mushrooms you're walking through and things like that. It's actually very cool. That actually sounds it was, really good. It was really cool and really good. It was less, like, it was clearly an Instagram museum, but it was also an art installation. Yeah. As opposed to, like, these other ones are like, all right, well, here's where you pose. It looks like you're on the ceiling. Yeah. Those are pretty cool, though. <laughs> it is pretty cool. It makes a good picture. But it's a great see, picture. Where I'm going with this is if you recreated, like, a wing of the Louvre or of the Chicago Art Institute, but literally everything was made out of arts and crafts. All right, Dibs, like, that is my quarantine project. <laughs> Turning your apartment into the into the fart institute. <gasps> I want that to be my thirtieth birthday. <laughs> you just have like pipe cleaner. You you make like a macaroni version of um, American Gothic, the one with the two farmers standing next to each other. It's Nighthawk, but, it, I... but it's all made out of M and M's. That sounds amazing, but I know, I know me, I know I would send out the invitations, I would have everybody coming, and then I would panic, and I would finish one, I would finish one piece pretty well, and then three very hastily made pieces. So this comes back to kind of a question you asked earlier, which is, when does, when do crafts become art? And I would argue that if you took all of the most famous paintings in the Art Institute, you printed them out on printer paper. Like, you got Nighthawks, you got American Gothic, you got, like, a couple of the, like, biggest paintings, just printed them out on 8.5 by 11 printer paper in color and glued googly eyes onto everyone in, the, in all of the paintings. Like, that's art now. You're now in an installation. It's not a craft. It's a, it's an, it's a full exhibition. Okay, Josh, experience. I'm straight up want to do that. For a party. Wouldn't that be so fun? It would be very fun. Wait, you didn't decide which piece that you would most want to see as macaroni. I'm going to verge off. So I don't want to do a painting. I would say that, like, imagine making the David, like, a full three-dimensional 
actual statue out of macaroni. Like you're gluing the macaroni into to make legs, to make arms. It's a full like recreation statue, but it's fully dried macaroni. I would want to do, what do you think the most pretentious painting is? Most pretentious painting? It would have to be like a Rothko, you know, like, um, like just like one of those like blue squares. Right. It's just got like one line through it. Yeah. I think that is what I would pick. A, yeah, or, easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> or like, imagine I know my limits. Like, imagine like using wild rice to be able to create like a Dutch renaissance like dark vermeer <laughs> like, See, i think i'm turning you around on arts and crafts i think you're in now oh i'm very in <laughs> i've i've never said i was anti arts and crafts i just said that i'm no good at them you just had the attitude of somebody who was anti <laughs> <laughs> mean but accurate <laughs> <laughs> So, Paula, I have a question for you. Yeah. Is baking arts and crafts? Yes. S- baking is no hesitation. Cooking. Interesting. Oh, so cooking is is art, and baking is arts and crafts. Yes. It just makes sense if you think about it. I think that baking has a sense of fun and whimsy to it. You know. I I do think there is a certain bit more of like there's more colors Mm -hmm. there's more like assembly required there's more creativity and it's also less edible at really high levels what (laughs) you know like did you ever watch like cake baking with food (laughs) no i i meant like you know you know all those like uh food network shows way back when where they were all like cake boss uh, master yeah, right, exactly, or, like, Cake Wars, or whatever they were. Um, yeah, I think those are still on. And, you know, everything they made was beautiful and gorgeous, but I'm like, none of that feels edible. They're like, I used an epoxy seal on this thing. I'm like, I'm not going to eat epoxy. I mean, it has to be, it's, like, as edible as, like, when you go to a museum, though, and they're like, or you know, a museum, when you go to, like, a really fancy restaurant, and they're like, this bubble is the flavor of crustaceans, you know? I would eat that. I'd eat a piece of plastic if they covered it in pizza rolls. <laughs> and that's art. And that's art. That's a craft, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can see baking being... I, I, I guess I'm warming up to this. Um, I think it maybe gives too derogatory of a, of a feel to baking. No, it, I, think, I love arts and crafts. I like arts and crafts more than art. I do think that kids are more likely to be able to bake than they are to be able to cook. Have you like, seen MasterChef Junior? Those kids I have seen Master cook. Those kids. That is so wild to me that those kids know how to cook like that. Yeah, I feel like I wasn't allowed around a knife until I was maybe no. 12. At what, at what point is it charming and is at what point like kind of sad that your kid's that good? Right. Well, it's like the National Spelling Bee, <laughs> which is honestly the most, the saddest thing to be canceled in all of sports. Because of this <gasps> was it canceled? It was canceled. I say it's worth the risk. <laughs> Putting the youth of America at risk. <laughs> but yeah, no, this it's like the spelling bee. These kids who are like 11, 12, 
And somehow we're okay with, you know, like the Little League World Series. It's like, yeah, they just, they play baseball and that's the thing. But they're like, well, because that's like a team. There's like something more like fun about like, okay, they're hopefully having fun. They're on a team. Versus like, you know, this kid was locked in a closet with a dictionary and they're like, don't come out till you know it all. And the MasterChef Junior is like, at what point is that really cute? And then at what point, like, did you just make your child your servant? It's true. It's true. <laughs> well, if they're going to cost that much over an 18 year hey, period. I'd, <laughs> I'd much rather have a little private chef than a child. <laughs> Their little hands just cut better. <laughs> they just know how to make the sashimi thinner. <laughs> <laughs> you're basically you get the argu- it, right <laughs> just take the sashimi and cut better um and flip it with so better and it's just the sweatshop that you're describing <laughs> <laughs> my little have your sweatshop i can't have an adult rolling out my pastry dough <laughs> They'll take all the, o- the CO2 out of it. Look, once you hit 11, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> you want them before their voices crack. Oh, God. Ugh. For listeners at home, this entire episode, Paula has been making tiny shrimp one-handed, which I have to say is actually incredibly impressive. <laughs> you, you've mastered this to the point that you can do this with one hand while holding the microphone. Well, I'm still working on only my second trim. You didn't have to reveal that. <laughs> I'm trying to make little, sh- <laughs> trying to make little shrimp earrings. From my perspective, you've made it about like ten trim. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Josh. Yeah, Paula. So I have a question for you that I've been thinking about a lot. Mm-hmm. So let's say there was like, um, are you familiar with Hunger Games? I am familiar with the Hunger Games. A, where, a competition uh, where different districts would have to uh, compete in order to, and one person would survive as a way to keep down the masses. Yeah, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a Master Chef Junior in the future. Ooh. And <laughs> okay, so picture a situation where you're in a giant arena. Okay. Okay. It's a fight to death between you and every person who's ever been president of the United States. Mm, living okay? and dead. Living and dead mm-hmm. at the peak of their physical fitness when they were in office. Okay. Now, this is a or famous peak online of physical question. fitness in office or While peak they were of physical. Yeah. Okay. Good. While they were Important. in office. Now, this is a famous online question. Um, but we're going to take it a step further. So you're there. Okay. Mm-hmm. But just instead of a regular fight to the death between all the presidents and you and who would emerge. you're all instead of a weapon you're all armed with one art and craft tool okay what art and craft tool do you pick (laughs) oh it was a long way getting here but uh it was worth it i mean the obvious answer is a hammer right no no no. that's not what i mean do not try to cheat the subject (laughs) not not a building tool art and craft tool Okay. Pipe cleaners, hot glue guns, oh, googly eyes. a thousand thumbtacks. <laughs> <laughs> just like an endless supply of thumbtacks. And it doesn't kill just anyone, but they're just kind of like, ow, writing ow, all, ow, 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 Right in all the soft spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just that you have to annoy them. Like, you have to annoy them till they drop out. Oh, no, I was saying you just put the, the thumbtack into the eye. You go. No, I don't want to be sad. 
They're, most of them are dead already, Paula. You know? If anything, you're doing them a favor. I'm doing them a favor. You've reanimated them, you monster. You've taken them from the grave and made them fight at your will. You evil necromancy Caesar-type gladiatorial emperor. You just wanted them to... to be your little puppets, and I'm trying to free them from so the half So I can half-life. kiss them. <laughs> you know I'm um, going for Teddy Roosevelt first. No, he's my favorite. Um, I know. Okay, in my situation, I'm choosing to pursue which one, what I would use to annoy them the most. Okay. And I think what I'm going to go with is googly eyes, because imagine <laughs> how pissed off the founding fathers would be for me to put googly eyes like over my eyelids, you know, so it looks like my eyes are open and just be like that. Da, da, da. <laughs> I was thinking you could put you could put googly eyes on all their chins. Just so it looks like upside down their faces. <laughs> He'd be like, give us back to England. You tie them up and then make them take selfie videos with you where they're upside down. (laughs) I also think that, like, um, uh, you know the, like, paint stirrer things? The, like, wooden dowel kind of paint paint stirrers? Yeah, just slapping people around with them, just whacking them across the face. It breaks. You grab another one out. You've got a whole quiver of paint stirrers that you're just smacking Zachary Taylor with. (laughs) I mean, there's no way that like 90% of the presidents had ever seen glitter before. I'm imagining glitter in a way where you're like, in the way that you throw sand in someone's eyes in a, in a, like in a street fight, you're just like, ha and Martin Van Buren's like, my eyes! <laughs> We're just wreaking havoc with them. I guess the other thing that I would use in that particular scenario is um, emotional warfare. Mm. You know, yep. where you'd be like, when you're in an arts and crafts situation, and you just look over your shoulder and look at theirs, and like, and that's what you're making? <laughs> or like, when and that's a birdhouse, gonna... right? You just... Yes, <laughs> or you go, when are you going to stop the practicing and when are you going to do it? <laughs> That's so mean. That's so mean, Paula. I had a one of my good friends, Katie, in college. Uh, we had like a bit where we always thought it was funny to say something really cutting before we'd like go out. And we mm-hmm. like we're totally on the same page. So we'd be like, all right, we're ready to go. Katie, are you going to change? <laughs> are you, go, you ready to go? Oh, I'd love that you just roll out of bed. <laughs> That's very funny. Or like, you ready to go? That's so cute. Did you make it on Pinterest? (laughs) (laughs) And people would always think we were so mean to each other. We thought it was very funny. I think that's going to do it for us. I think that's going to do it for us. We're going to keep it short this week because we're still trying to figure out this whole uh, two places, one podcast situation. Yes. Um, But... We really appreciate you all for listening. Um, I know this has been not the easiest time for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. So thank you for taking a little bit of your time and tuning in. And hopefully we could be uh, really, you know, the same level of annoying and, uh, and loud in your ears that we normally are every given week. 
if anything louder <laughs> no but truly we 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 thank you a lot and um and obviously this time it just sucks like there's no positive to it um and uh we we really love you guys and we we really appreciate it and we're we're thinking of all of you and and hope that everybody's being safe and healthy uh both physically and mentally and, and that your your loved ones are too Yes, 100%. And stay at home, please. Stay at home and do something every day as a treat to yourself. And the treat that you can do is generate content for us by sending us earnest moments of the week. And also sending me dog pictures. (laughs) Um, Every week we read some earnest moments. And I'm actually, I got a lot this week, which was um, very exciting. Great, because I didn't put it up. No, oh, I didn't even put it up. People just volunteered them, which was very exciting that people, um, well, you know, it's, it's a scary time. And so people are noticing when people are being good. That being said, this, uh, Imatwa is from my dad. John Linden says, so a couple, like a week ago, he went to Costco, the greatest place on earth greatest to buy printer ink. So he needed to get printer ink because he was now working at home um, and needed to print things out and review them there and sign them and things like that. Um, So he only was buying printer ink. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the news, but lots of people are buying lots of things in bulk, especially toilet paper and things like that. So my dad is walking up into line at Costco with like two things of printer ink. And every single person in front of him was like, even though lines were long, they were like, oh, yeah, go ahead. You only have one item. Go ahead. I'm going to be a while. Go ahead. And so he just like got in and out and everyone was like being very cordial about it. Everyone was like, yes, I know I have too many things, but at the same time, like you should go so you don't get stuck, which is like very, very, you know, taking care of each other. Very nice. He should have stole some toilet paper from him while he was there. You would you don't steal from Costco. No, that's like the greatest skin. It's the greatest <laughs> sin in the world, Paula. That's true. That's true. I would never. I'm an executive member. Ooh, ooh! I got scammed into the fancier one. <laughs> scammed or easily persuaded? A little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> I have one. Okay, you don't have to brag about it. Well, being earnest has one uh, from our uh, from our good friend Kennedy. Hi, uh, Kennedy. Hi, Kennedy. And Kennedy sent it to our Instagram, and Kennedy says, "I have an earnest moment." So I am unfortunately still working as the news doesn't quit, but today local businesses in Cedar Rapids came together to hand out free hand sanitizer that this local winery and distillery made with the alcohol they have. Hundreds of cars lined up to collect one bottle per family and the Iowa nice vibes were really showing. A nice story in this pandemic. That's very I sweet. I love that. I think that is like the one thing, like it's very scary out there, but I think it's it's so nice to see like the good in people come to the top again and again and again, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. I think, I think that like all the, all the horrible, scary stories out there, I think the ones that like we're hearing way more of are like people stepping up and people helping each other and people contributing and, and doing what they can to, to, to make it easier for everybody. And I think that's really nice. Especially at a local level where like, you know, Mm -hmm. in our ward of Chicago, uh, shout out to Matt Martin, the best alderman in the city, um, figured out a way for one of the distilleries here to create uh like quote unquote bootleg 
sanitizer, hand sanitizer, for legally to be able to sell at medical grade, which is just great, which is awesome. Like, yeah, it they would have had problems business wise. They can help. It's perfect. It's wonderful. I will say the thing. Um, it's it's also very earnest, but it has been cracking me up. Chicago is so. Whether or not you're from here, you need to know this. Chicago is so desperately trying to get on the news, like the people in Italy who sang from their balconies. Like, very, very, very regularly, I'm invited to an event that's like, today's the day we're going to sing. And um, there was one the other day. And it, it just like, it's every single time. It's you, constant. It's constant. They keep being created. And then it'll be like 200 people interested. Like, not enough. They're trying to go too big. And... um the other day I was going on my, uh, my, my daily walk around the prison yard and, uh, the neighbor on my one side, <laughs> it turns out it was living on a prayer day. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, that happened on Saturday and it was like not enough people, not enough people took part. And she was out there blaring it and just like singing it and having like, it was so sweet. And then like four houses down, there was like three people being like, uh, we're halfway. And I was like, we'll get them next time, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually part of the, the shelter in place uh, thing is that at 7 p.m. on every Saturday, we have to sing Living on a Prayer. And at least 10% of your block needs to do it or else we're going to go into full lockdown. <laughs> but they're like, we got to get on the freaking news. <laughs> it's the only way that they was the only way that they figured out that people to make sure that people were actually listening to the order. It's, it's an ultimatum that was Bon Jovi related. It is. It's, it's so earnest. It's so earnest and it's just so awkward and I love it so much. It's so awkward. It's so awkward. Also Bon Jovi. Like everyone in Italy is singing these gorgeous, and like, lovely I songs. I don't want to sing living and, on a prayer. Like we're like, don't stop right believing. Now. We're going to sing journey. Oh, I would sing Don't Stop Believing. I don't want to sing Living on a Prayer. It feels too soon. <laughs> if you want to connect with us, and Lord knows you probably have the time to connect with us. Um, and you yeah, have now it's your time to write those reviews, honey. Yeah, literally, what else are you doing besides writing us reviews? Please, write us a review um, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you can also reach out to us at Being Earnest Pod on social media. Pretty much anywhere on social media, we're at Being Earnest Pod, or you can email us at beingearnestpod at gmail.com. As always, we want to give a big thank you to Ryan Cruz for our wonderful logo. You can follow her on Instagram at, at rbcruiser. And a huge thank you to our good pal Dylan Dutch for the wonderful theme song. He is on Twitter at, at Dylan Dutch. And until next week, just remember. The hottest place to take your dating profile picture is in front of the macaroni and cheese American Gothic painting. I want one. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much. Stay safe Thank out there. Thank you. See you next week. Why not be? Here?